Global Broadcasting Networks presents Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. We've got a great show today. We're going to visit with author Ann Tucker of Undoubtedly Awesome. And it's a great book that helps you conquer your fears. And I don't know about you, but I have lots of fears. I'm a mother of two. I worry about my 83-year-old dad who lives with me. I worry about my dogs. You name it. I worry about just about everything. And the bigger my worries get, the harder I have to, like, achieve my goals to, oh, my God, just get up in the morning. I mean, Rob... (laughs) Well, it gets in the way because the the more time we're spending worrying, the less time we are able to function and be productive in uh, in a forward motion. So this is where Anne's advice is so uh, timely because who doesn't have worries or fears or, or concerns that are debilitating? So we need to learn how to conquer those and, and be uh, be marvelous and unstoppable. Well, and, you know, Rob, I want to thank Away Luggage today for sponsoring today's show because Mm -hmm. one of the fears that I have, and I know this sounds ridiculous because I pack all the time. And, you know, if you're part of the military family or you're, you know, working that requires travel, packing to me is a nightmare because with so many of the restrictions and then the add-on baggage fees, I like to fit everything on in my carry-on. And that's really difficult sometimes. Like I go to from LA to New York many times a year, Rob. So I'm going okay. from a Southern climate where I wear a little tank dress with a cardigan, you know, mm-hmm. to do a business presentation to having to need so much heavy stuff. And one of the things that I do is I'm a big, big overstuffer. And then I have to bring with me my computer equipment. So it's quite a lot for me to carry on the plane. And one of the things that I did recently was I used this Away luggage. And Away is founded by two friends from New York who found themselves at JFK with dead phones. And I've been there. I've had dead phones, dead tablets, dead computers. And then you kind of have to fight people for the one, you know, vacuuming, you know, port over by a chair. You know, I I find myself walking, looking under all the chairs, trying to find a power port. Um, And so they come up with this great idea about luggage with power. And that's how the away carry on was born. And um, one of the things that was really good about this, this carry on, first of all, you plug your phone right into the suitcase, like, up at the top where the handle is, there's like a little USB port and you charge your suitcase before you go. So you have this extra inborn uh, yeah. power port, which I really like. And you can get five iPhone charges out of this. I have an iPhone 5SE and I got yep. five charges out of it in my trip to New York, which was really cool. Um, the other thing I liked about the suitcase is that it has um, these high quality materials. And the reason I know they're high quality, Rob, is I still... <laughs> stuffed seven days of New York clothes into this suitcase. And I use the carry-on. They have the carry-on, the big
bigger carry-on, the medium and the large, the large ones for extended stays. And I can tell you this is impact resistant because the cabbie who threw my suitcase out of the back, like he was in such a hurry. And granted, you know, we were in Manhattan and so it was really busy traffic, but he just like just chucked this thing against the the curb and I thought okay. oh there he goes he's going to scratch up my nice new suitcase and you know he's going to break it or whatever so this premium german polycarbonate that they they say is unrivaled in strength and impact resistant and very lightweight i can tell you, <laughs> you it can hit a new york city curb you know, <laughs> at full blast and uh-huh. being stuffed to the gills oh, i had God. jeans i had a, a like a little black dress in there i had two business skirts i had a blazer i had um my makeup like you know my my um hair straightener like i packed a lot in this thing and it was light to start with and heavy to finish but i opened it like a clamshell and this is what i really liked is it unzips around the middle it's not like one that opens up from the top it opens like a clamshell and both sides have zipper nettings in there so you can stuff the you know what out of each side and i did my military rolls you know rolled my underwear rolled my t-shirt rolled everything and i stuffed my boots with clothes stuffed my bathing suit in one of my boots so I really stuffed this thing to the gills. So this patent pending compression system that is helpful for overpackers, it didn't burst open (laughs) when it hit the curb. And they have this, the 360 degree spinner wheels. So that was really okay. nice because I could, I could pull it at an angle. I could push it on top. And when I pushed it with it just sitting up straight, Rob, I put my carry on bag, you know, the one I wear over my shoulder. Right. Sure. I put that on top and just drove that bad boy through the airports, which was great because I had two computers, my sound system, my microphone, you know, all that stuff really, um, really adds up. Now, some of the other features of this great suitcase is it had a combination lock, a washable laundry bag. Um, it's able to charge cell phones, tablets, e-readers, um, lifetime warranty, 100-day trial, free shipping on away orders within the continental United States. Now, we've got a promotion for you guys today. So if you want $20 off one of these uh, suitcases, go to awaytravel.com slash militarymom and and use the promo code military mom at checkout. So that's $20 off a suitcase. Visit awaytravel.com slash military mom and use that promo code military mom and you will get $20 off a, a suitcase. Even a New York cabbie couldn't bust being overstuffed. <laughs> Yeah, if you you can uh, say this from personal experience that this is going to last. This is definitely going to last. Yeah, I was really really happy with the purchase, and it didn't get all scuffed up. I mean, it got a little ding hitting the curve, but that's what you expect if you throw your well, suitcase. Sure. That's it. But, but knowing that the wheels are going, aren't going to fall off on you, knowing that you've got the charge right away for all of your devices. I mean, if, it, if you've got five iPhone charges, that means your tablets and e-readers are definitely going to have, there's enough oomph for, for all of that. So uh, that in and of itself, my gosh, that's, that's such a plus. That's so innovative. Um, and, and who wouldn't want to give this a try? 
Well, and I'm a tall girl, Rob. I'm, you know, you, we've met in person. You're like 4'11". Yep. I'm 5'8". So when you look yep. at rolling up my pair of jeans and your pair of jeans, <laughs> like I have like, I don't know, eight inches more of fabric to roll. I mean, it really yes. is a big deal yes. when you're a tall person and you don't want to, you know, my timetables are so tight, Rob, and trying to get in and out of airports without having to wait for checked luggage and heaven forbid yeah. they lose it or you're the last one off the carousel. I mean, it, time is such a big deal. And, right. you know, and I'd like to also thank today uh, Jet. Now, Jet.com is our sponsor today, and they are an online shopping site that makes it easy to save money on the stuff you buy all the time. Now, on my recent trip, Rob, I actually did my shopping from the plane on my outbound flight. So when I turned around and came back, the stuff was there waiting for me. I have I live on a ranch, so they just, you know, they just the the deliveries get stacked up uh, by my front door under an awning. I've got a big area that's great for deliveries. And when I got off the plane, there were my tall kitchen garbage bag. There was my Ridex for my septic tank, the Jansport backpack, because my kid broke his backpack one and a half months before school ends. So we had to buy a new one, bulk almonds, cheese, it's and Neutrogena sunscreen. So since I'm in Southern California, that was what I ordered on my outbound. By the time I had my meetings turned around, came back two days later, it was waiting at my door. And, you know, to be able to shop from actually I shop from the plane seat, not even the couch from this great selection and competitive prices. And of course you get fast and free shipping. And the best part, Rob, is there's no membership fee. And that's, that's a big fee. deal. Yeah. It is a big deal. Oops, I, we literally just had a fire alarm here at my building. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to keep talking while Robin burns up in flames. No, that's um, all, because what I was excited to, to share about <laughs> was I did the same thing, that I was able to um, place my order right on the I, – I was sitting on my couch, and my husband realized that we wanted to try to replicate a recipe, and I needed to find some rare spices. And – I found them and they're coming on Wednesday. That's it. <laughs> well, that's so amazing because, you know, what I found too is the prices drop as you shop. The more you order, the prices go down. And so I really like that. I like that there was free shipping on orders over $35. I like the free returns within 30 days and right. two-day delivery on thousands of everyday essentials. And I'm telling you, if you can get sunscreen, garbage bags, septic tank cleaner, a backpack and bulk almonds, I would say they right. pretty much have the everyday essentials covered and there's no membership or annual fees and I love the name of their 24-7 customer service that's outside of Salt Lake City it's called the Jethead team isn't that hilarious I love it I love it but I think it's so easy to get to $35 so once you're at the $35 level you have free shipping and then the more you do buy I want to say my coffee for example which I normally spend at the grocery store nine dollars uh not even a pound but a package um by the time i finished even without the rate was seven dollars and then i got it down to like 5.89 so we're talking a huge savings here well, and you know, it is a big savings. It's not only a monetary savings, but for me, it was a time savings because just, just by getting sunscreen, kitchen garbage bags like Ridex and, you know, some of the other stuff right. I got, I would have to go to four stores. And so yeah. 
that's yes. a big deal for me to not have I to know. drive around and go all over the place. So we've if you want to get, yes, I was going to say, we've got a break coming up. So let's talk about how to get everybody involved here. Okay, so for $10 off your first three orders, visit Jet.com and enter the promo code MILITARYMOM. So go to Jet.com, $10 off your first three orders by visiting Jet.com and entering the promo code MILITARYMOM. And now you're going to want to check them out. All terms and conditions apply. So go to Jet.com and check them out. Uh, $10 off your first three orders and enter promo code MILITARYMOM. That sounds great. We're going to be with Ann Tucker on the other side of the break, so don't go away. We want to have you stay with us. On Military Mom Talk Radio. Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. It's words you never heard. Laughter was such good medicine. Ancient Greek physicians sent their patients to visit comedians to be healed. In the 1300s, surgeon Henry D. Mondeville used to tell jokes to his patients in the recovery room. Dr. Mondeville must have been a bit of a vitzel such. That's a person who tells jokes and no one ever laughs. We laugh six times more when in the company of another person than we do by ourselves. And 30 times more when we are in a group. Laughter isn't under our conscious control. If you've ever started cacinating at school, in church, or at a funeral, you know what I'm talking about. Cacinating is another word for uncontrollable laughter. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and as promised, we're visiting today with undoubtedly awesome Ann Tucker. Now, that's a book she wrote, and she talks about these soul types and these seven decision-making soul types that describe how we think and solve problems, and we're going to get into that, but when we talk about doubt, I don't know anybody who doesn't experience doubt, and doubt can become really crippling. Ann Tucker, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. I want to ask you, why did you write this book? Why write a book about doubt? Wow. Well, you know, it actually, the process of developing this concept and this model, um, it was, you know, over eight years in the making. And um, the impact that it had on my own life is pretty enormous. It changes the way I think about 
um, everyone that I meet. It changes the way that I think about every choice that I make. So it's, it's hugely impactful for myself. It's put me in a position where I can um, uh, see when I'm starting down the path that's going to lead me to doubt. And I know what changes to make. And I think um, it's as useful as it's been for me, it could be equally helpful to everyone. Well, I find that at certain times in my life, I've had more or less doubt. You know, before I had kids, before I got married, before I had a divorce, I really didn't struggle <laughs> with doubt because I, I was young. I didn't know anything. I didn't know how many things there were to be afraid of or I didn't I, I hadn't fully like sat in the seat of my insecurities until, you know, you have a yeah. few kids and your body goes out of whack and you have like mommy <laughs> brain and, you know, all these things that happen to us. And, you know, and people die and people get divorced and people get fired. And I think the more life throws at us, um, in some ways, we become more confident and more secure in our abilities, but we can also become mm -hmm. riddled with doubt. And I find that having my kids was the biggest uh, doubt builder in me. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, because it is something your children are something outside of yourself that you have less control over. And the thing that brings in doubt is is anything where you don't have control, where you have ambiguity, where there's things that are unknown. And um, there is nothing to, to put a bunch of unknowns in your life more than children. <laughs> well, and, you know, that's one of the things because it causes here's what happened to me. I'm just going to say it and then you can reflect on it. I was okay, okay in my professional career and I was okay with my goals and dreams. And then I had kids and then everything shifted. It was like a time warp and all my focus mm -hmm. went on to these infants and toddlers and both of them had health issues when they were born. They were both born premature. So I kind of put mm. everything in my whole life on hold. And then once they got on their feet, um, well, then the market crashed out here. I got a divorce. My mom died, who was my, she was the reason that I was so successful because she helped me with my kids. She did childcare. She did a lot for me and, you know, made dinner yeah. for me so I could go to work and all that fell apart. And so I had to hyper-focus on building my business back, taking care of these kids, you know, navigating a, a contentious divorce and holding on to my house. Like I held on to my house by my teeth. And mm. you would think all these successes of, yes, you held on your house. Yes, you built your company. Yes, you did all these things. But it, it, it didn't build my confidence. It actually, I was riddled with doubts because all of a sudden, after almost 10 years of navigating all these changes, I moved back into the space where I'm like, okay, I don't even know what my dreams are anymore. I haven't dreamed in so long. I don't really have any goals because the longer I spent in survival mode, that was my goal just yeah. to survive, just to pay my bills. Right. And I know there's a lot of women listening today, especially if their husbands are deployed or they're moving from base to base or PCSing to different countries, all of those things make it really hard to not doubt yourself. And then you put your goals and dreams aside and you kind of take them out to play every once in a while, but they don't mm -hmm. feel real because everything is transitioning. And so doubt in those experiences, doubt just flew up like a wildfire. Yeah, yeah. No, it makes really good sense because... I think what ends up happening for a lot of people when they're in a position like that where life gets in the way 
of things that you want to do with your life. Um, and that could be, you know, family, it could be health, it could be anything. Um, but when life gets in the way, it, it puts a lot of space between you and the action steps that you might take, right? It, you end up um, spending or dedicating more of your time uh, to doing things that, that pull you away. And you say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll put it off or I'm not important right now. You know, these other things are important right now. And I think when, we, when, we, when, when that happens, we end up staying in that space of making the decision, of making the choice for longer, that you're, you're sort of waiting to commit to your choice, to, to fully commit. And the longer you stay in that space, the more doubt actually enters into your process, something that may in the beginning have felt like, oh, absolutely, this is the right, it may have felt like clarity. This is what I should be doing. The longer you stay in that period of ambiguity, the harder it is to, to begin and create more and more doubt and becomes harder and harder to commit. When in fact, what you need to do is get to that space of commitment to fully commit yourself to what you're doing and take those action steps and to help get yourself out of that rut. But it, it's a it's a very understandable thing. I think it happens to a lot of women in particular, because or in particular, because we, you know, we do take on so many of the family roles, you know, the, the caregiving roles. And there's so many times uh, that all of us react differently to any stress situation or any thing that comes to us in life. How did you decide that there were seven different um, souls, you call them, or personalities? Yeah. How did you develop seven uh, so different souls and each one has a different approach to the challenges that they face? Yeah, the, the magic number seven. You know, it came about because I was working with um, executives and, and the role that I was an executive coach and what I was doing was I would I would have my client and I would interview my client find out what how he saw himself and then I would be collecting feedback from everyone that knew him so I had this amazing 360 degree, degree view of each person that I worked with and then compound that client by client over years and what ended up coming up over time was these patterns started to emerge. I started to see that certain strengths would uh, would come out with this with similar weaknesses. That the way people would describe them would be consistent. And I started to see these patterns emerge. Um, and I started out, you know, the whittling it down to the right number to seven. It was testing and testing and testing these concepts. I started out looking at it from different angles and the pattern just became really clear to me. Um, and once you read this seven different, they're so distinct and so clear, I can't imagine it being any other way. It is this, the, it, it makes a lot of sense right now, seven different soul types. And each of the soul types, they, um, they each come at problems in a different way. So if you think of a problem um, as uh, like a seven-sided figure, each one of us, each soul type has one key that enters into one of those sides, one way to come at the problem. So some of us are really focused on figuring out the solution. Some are more focused on figuring out the plan. Um, some are really focused on getting everyone aligned around a particular idea, and others are more focused on on that that momentum, getting us moving. So each soul type brings something different to the party. We all have some value to add, and yeah. that access point to a particular gift that we have that we can contribute. Sandra, so I have a, yeah, I, have a, <laughs> I know I have a question, and I I'm like I'm like dumb with a lot of this stuff, so you'll just have to be patient with me. But one of the things like. Is doubt a habit? You know, do we, can we get in the habit of just doubting everything? And because I wonder if, like, if I don't get doubt under control, is it going to, is it going to snowball? 
Do you know, I believe it is a habit, that it is something that you can get into the into the practice of doing. That So each of us has our own unique way of making decisions, process of making decisions. And in my book, I'm very big on process because it's something that uh, our decision process is something that we do all the time. We do it every day from little decisions like what are you going to have for breakfast all the way to the really big ones like, you know, which college should you go to where, you know, what, uh, you know, who are you going to marry? What are the big questions, right? It could be the same decision process you use for everything. And that process, we've been doing it since birth. You were born with it. It's something that you just came out doing. Some of us from birth, you probably see if you have children, you notice some of them are more, uh, they're more hesitant. They're going to hang back. Other ones jump right into the middle, right? That, 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 how do they process that decision comes right from the moment that they're born. And that, that idea that you have this thing you've been doing for so long because you've done it your whole life, you never actually notice it. It exists below your awareness. And we assume everyone else makes decisions the exact same way that we do, but they don't. Your way is unique. And you could call it a habit, except for the fact that habits are something you develop over time. This is something that you're born with. On the other hand, you may over time start to develop habits that pull you away from your natural decision process, things that cause you to spend more time on the front end of your decision, for example, worrying about, am I picking the right choices? Am I being smart enough, thoughtful enough, more analytical, right? Or you could be spending time on the back end of your decision, worrying about, did I make the right choice, feeling regret, feeling dissatisfaction. And those are actually have thinking habits, habits of thinking. And they're not aligned with your natural way, your soul type way of making decisions. So yeah, I say that, that, that if you find yourself feeling more doubt than you'd like, more often than you'd like, you may have developed some habits, some, some modifications, your natural way of making decisions that lead you to doubt. We have a break coming up. And on the other side of the break, Sandra, I think we should determine what our soul types are because that's going to be so interesting to see how we both may come to the same decision, but maybe we're coming at it a completely different way. Um, is that something I'm totally we could do? game. Yeah. Is <laughs> yeah, that absolutely. something we could do, Anne, on the other side yeah, of the break? Yeah, sounds like fun. Oh, good. Let's do it. Oh, good. <laughs> I know we've got a break coming up. Um, while I'm just uh, waiting for the cue here, we've got uh, a, a website we want to share with you, undoubtedlyawesome.com. This is where you'll find Ann Tucker's book as well as a lot more information uh, about what we're talking about. If you have any questions about um, how to discover your soul type, how to help when you do have uh, doubt creeping into your life, how to decide how to walk through these stages of decision-making, this is the place for you to go. It's also on Amazon. So we want you to find Ann Tucker, and it's A-N-N-E, by the way, Ann Tucker, and the book is undoubtedly awesome. So on the other side of the break, we're going to find out where Sandra's soul type is and where my soul type is. I think this is going to be kind of fun. <laughs> um, when we do come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, the whole roadmap, because I think when you do develop uh, and you do have a decision plan, how to uh, let go, how to then go forward with it. We don't want to be encumbered. We want to make sure that we are uh, moving forward. And this is what it's all about. So there we go. On the other side of the break, Undoubtedly Awesome with Ann Tucker. 
We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can with Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Mondays at noon central, Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches Lessons in Joyful Living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. After was such good medicine, ancient Greek physicians sent their patients to visit comedians to be healed. In the 1300s, surgeon Henry D. Mondeville used to tell jokes to his patients in the recovery room. Dr. Mondeville must have been a bit of a vitzel such. That's a person who tells jokes and no one ever laughs. We laugh six times more when in the company of another person than we do by ourselves and 30 times more when we are in a group. Laughter isn't under our conscious control. If you've ever started cackinating at school, in church, or at a funeral, you know what I'm talking about. Cackinating is another word for uncontrollable laughter. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and we are here visiting today with Ann Tucker, the author of Undoubtedly Awesome, and she has split people up into generally seven soul types, and then you can get... Um, advice, best practices, some insight into how to free yourself from doubt. So if you are struggling with doubt and fear is kind of, you know, goes hand in hand with doubt. And I found after reading Anne's book um, that I'm able to understand my doubts and fears better so I can attend to them and kind of not fall into little traps that that I discovered in her book. So um, we're going to find out what Robin's and my soul types are. And we're going to put Anne in the hot seat, not because we don't like her, but because we love her. Um, and we want to see what she can do. And it's it's talk radio. So let's give it a shot. Anne. All right. All right. So who wants to go first? Go ahead, Sam. I was just saying me, me, me. <laughs> okay, Sam. So we do um, the in the model, there's three questions that will lead you to your soul type. So three short questions. And the idea here behind these questions is that they're all focused specifically on the process that you use and looking at how you make decisions. So um, the first question is, Sandra, in general, do you make decisions faster than other people? So with excitement, urgency, maybe even a little impulsively, or are you slower than average, thoughtful, careful, methodical? Which one fits you best? I'm a trigger puller. So yeah, faster than average. 
Yep. Okay. Now the next one is in general, when you're telling a story or talking about your day, do you tend to just talk about um, the details, tell people what happened, the facts, the details, or do you go a little deeper and talk about your own personal feelings, how it affected you? <laughs> well, there's a running joke that I don't have very deep feelings, so I'll go with <laughs> facts and detail. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So now choice between two, and you're probably going to like both of these, but see if there's one that appeals to you more than the other. And one is planning an efficient strategy. The other one is getting started. Which one pulls at you most? Well, I do like planning and I do like to be efficient because I don't like to do things um, over, but... I hate to wait. So I'm going to go yeah. with, with getting started. What would you say, Rob? Would you say knowing me for, I don't know, 13, 14 years, those are accurate? Yes, I think so. I, I You're definitely a get, get let's get started. <laughs> and then we'll, yeah. we'll work on the fallout later. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, and that that fits your life perfectly, Sandra, because the, that um, that is what I call uh, the experimenting soul. So your, that's your soul type, experimenting soul. And what it means in terms of how you specifically make decisions, the gift that you're bringing is the ability to build momentum, to, to go from zero to 60 in a heartbeat. And it's a skill that that all the rest of us or most of the rest of us really lack, that a lot of us suffer from that entropy, that feeling like we just can't, can't get moving. And you have this incredible stamina, the ability to come in and just immediately push towards how do I get off the block and get moving? And that comes somewhat from how you actually process information, how you decide things. So when you look at a decision, somebody comes to you with, okay, you've got this choice to make, you have almost an intuitive ability to be able to look at it and determine what are the two or three things that matter most here. What's the pieces of information that are the critical pieces that I have to pay attention to and I can dis disregard the rest. So that's an intuitive ability that you have to zero in on what, what's going to matter. And from that, you can determine what's a likely plan of action. Soon as you have that, you are off and running. And you probably have some alternate possibilities that could have worked and you don't totally reject those. You just stick those in your back pocket and you keep those handy just in case. And then you, you're you moving and you're going and your whole process is to experiment with this decision. So it's the idea if you're going to try it out, see if it works. If it doesn't, you can adapt really, really quickly. So you're always ready to switch, to turn a new direction, to try something else, or if you have to, to pull out that plan B. So it makes you incredibly good at any at really dynamic environments, working under fire, under pressure. Um, and like I said, starting from nothing. So entrepreneurialism, like you are, is perfect fit for you. Um, the difficulty you might find, and does this all fit you so far? Oh, yeah, like to a T, wouldn't you say, Rob? Absolutely. <laughs> and the difficulty you might find is that that same gift that you have, that ability to create action, to create momentum, um, that because of the fact that you're constantly searching the horizon for is this still the best option, that you may never fully commit to a decision, that you might get to the thing and you may feel like I've decided, but in fact you haven't given up your alternatives, you haven't burned your bridges, so you're not fully committed. So you stay in a, a state of potential dissatisfaction. You're going to be having the potential to be constantly comparing what you have to whatever else is out there. And the funny thing about comparing is the first time you compare the thing you choose to everything else, it's going to look pretty good. But the third or fourth time you compare it, it's a lot like hearing a joke for the third or fourth time. It just loses its punch. It's the same benefit, right? The same thing that you liked in the beginning, it just loses its attraction. So the danger, like I said, of staying in that experimenting mode is you can end up feeling dissatisfied with something that's a perfectly good decision. 
Oh, that's hilarious. You just you just totally it like identified my single mother dating patterns. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's true. I do I have I Rob, you know me. I have an, I have an yeah. incredibly hard ability to commit to any one thing, one person. I mean, I can commit to work if I see the horizon and there's money on it, but you know, when you think about dating and choosing the one or choosing that person, yeah. I've I've had eight years of going like uh I like to say I haven't found the right one, but in my heart, I know I've turned down really good guys just because I do compare and contrast. And, and you know, I've got one person that I think is like my my heart and I always compare to that person. And that's and it's probably a fantasy, but it makes it you're right. It makes it hard to, to commit. Yeah. Yeah. So it is the main thing to take out of it, other than that, is the, the strengths part is to know where those strengths are and to know that that using that strength is a large part about feeling fulfilled in in whatever you know work that you're doing. No, you need to express that ability for action and momentum to that ability to move has to be something that you have room in your life to create because that's that's part of what you're here to give. Absolutely. What do you think, Rob? I think so. I and it's interesting. Are you going to ask me the same questions, Anne? I am. Are you okay. Are you ready? I think so. I think so. All I right. was kind of thinking about it. So the first one well, I'm was. I'm going to bust you, Rob. If, you're, okay. if I don't think you're being accurate, I'm going to tell you. All right. You. <laughs> Do it. Do it. See, this is good having you both on here. I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So are you, uh, in terms of how you make decisions, are you in general faster than average? So with excitement, impatience, urgency, maybe a little impulsiveness, or do you tend to be slower than average? So thoughtful, careful, methodical. Which one? I, I'm I'm thoughtful and careful. I'm not impulsive. Okay. I'm decisive not- though. I this is this is where I'm not quite sure because I usually don't labor over a decision. I think about it. I I analyze it and I make my decision and I'm done. Oh, you're so so. You you're even slow and thoughtful in your answer. Yeah, see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So then the second question is um, when you tell a story about your day, about what happened, do you tend to relate the facts and the details or do you go more personal? Talk about how you feel, how it affected you, your emotions. Sometimes, you know what, I can be both ways and this is hard for me. Here's the the long and drawn out answer, huh? Um, I can't. I, I don't, I, there are times that I'm really wanting to share, and then there are times that I will not share, but I don't know. What do you think, Sam? Am I a little more? Okay, I just put in the chat, feely, feely, feely. Feely! Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. you do, you're very okay, good so at making a share. decision once you've mulled it over, once you've made your peace yep. with it. Yes, you're very decisive, and you don't go back on your word, you don't waffle, but like, when your feelings are hurt, you tell me when my feelings are hurt, I don't even know it. So yes, I'm going to, I'm going to buzz in and say feely, feely, feely. Feely, feely. Which is wonderful, right. wonderful. That's so, so there's a little confusion here because I think, so it's one thing to be able to, like, it's a positive thing to be able to express if you're feeling feelings, uh, like, you know, to, to express yourself when you're, when your feelings are hurt. But I think it's what I'm getting at is more, um, in general conversation, if you're talking to a stranger, if you're talking to somebody you met five minutes ago, are you going to, are you going to include how you feel in that conversation or are you going to stick to the facts and details? No, no, I, I'm a fact. That's yeah, uh, I agree. Okay. Facts, facts and details. details. 
So, um, so would you say, and this, would you say in general? So, I'm, I'm done with the questions now because if you're the type that I think you are, I just want to confirm here because we had a little ambiguity on some of these. Yes. Is, um, do you have a strong love of learning? Do you, do you tend to enjoy, um, learning for learning's sake? I love to learn. I'm, I'm right. 60, almost 63 years old, and I just am thirsting to learn more technology. I want to learn more avenues, more modality. I am absolutely always learning. Perfect. So you are what I call appropriately a learning soul. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the learning soul is motivated by the sense of mastery, that that's an int- internal motivation, intrinsic motivation of, of becoming truly expert, deepening your knowledge at something. So, so you may be drawn to things that require um, uh, that kind of development of skills over time. So uh, technology is one area. Music is another area that might appeal to you. You might have advanced degrees. That feeling of, of uh, going deep on a subject and becoming expert at something would mm-hmm. be deeply gratifying. Yes. Um, okay, perfect. The, uh, the particular skill that you bring to the table is a learning soul has, of all of the soul type, has the most neutral energy. If we were all standing in a line, you would be in the middle. And what that gives for you is it allows you to stay more objective and more open-minded than any other soul type. So you you are able to take in, and you probably love to take in, a lot of data about whatever it is that you're considering. And from that place, you're able to take, rather than a lot of the other soul types will get will become emotional about their decision very easily. They get they fall in love with the decision very quickly and they become biased and they are unable to really see all sides of an issue. But you don't do that. You're able to stay in this really lovely and uh, more uh, objective stand uh, place and really take in everything. And so the decisions that you do make are going to be really carefully considered and really thought out. And in general, the decisions that you make are going to be really good decisions. Um, I agree. Boy, that's like Robin to a nutshell. (laughs) Both of us. It's amazing. It's really uncanny that out of these very three simple questions, you've just you've just described us completely. Well, especially because Bob gets all muley. You know, I want to get started on something and you're like, okay, well, let me read this. I'll read this tonight. And she'll stay up all night figuring it out. And I'm like, come on, Robin, get to the, she's like, well, we have to do this. And then she's right. (laughs) <laughs> well, and here's the thing to look out for, Robin, is that is 30 that, seconds, though. We've got 30 seconds. Yeah. Just to look out after the break. Yeah, that's okay, probably what you. we should do, because <laughs> I, I need to know what to look out for. We're here today with Ann Tucker, and we're talking about her book, Undoubtedly Awesome. You are undoubtedly awesome as well, and we want you to find out more by going to her website, undoubtedlyawesome.com. Be back and in they a can take a survey there, by the way, and, and find out their own soul type. So the survey on the website, undoubtedlyawesome.com, is free, and it will tell them their soul type and give them information that's different from what's in the book. Perfect. Twitter and Facebook. Our shows are available on iTunes anytime from 0-100 hours to 23:59. For now, stay right where you are. There's more Military Mom Talk Radio after these messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Did you know that the average teenager drinks twice as much soda as milk? Since 1983, sugar consumption in the U.S. is up 28%. Why is that? There are several reasons, but one of the most common is soft drinks. 20-ounce beverages have become the norm, and it's not surprising to find that 43% of our sugar comes from drinks. 
Sugar is blamed for poor nutritional diets. USDA data shows that people whose diets are high in added sugar eat less calcium, fiber, iron, protein, and many other important nutrients. Fat-free foods are also a culprit. Since sugar is fat-free, many people tend to think it's okay to eat as much as they want. Remember that just because a food is fat-free does not mean that it's calorie-free also. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. It's words you never heard. Here's some fun facts about noses and ears I'll bet you didn't know. Did you know your ears secrete more earwax when you're afraid than when you aren't? And generally, people with asthma have better hearing than those who don't. Now, here's a word for you. When someone gets their ears pierced, they're actually piercing their pinna. The pinna is the fleshy part of the earlobe. Did you know it's possible to sneeze so hard you can break a rib? That happened to my husband's secretary once. And according to research, you'll blow your nose 250 times this year. Scientists have also determined that the smell in your right nostril is more pleasant, while the smell in your left nostril is more accurate. By the way, twice as many men as women can wiggle their ears. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we're visiting with Ann Tucker, the author of Undoubtedly Awesome, and she's totally awesome because she nailed me and nailed Rob, and, you know, I got that nail right on the head, we'll put it that way, because um, that's really bad, any other way you would take it. Um, but the funny thing is, is I've had a show, I did another show, Rob, with Ann on one of our sister shows, Powered Up yeah. Talk Radio, with my co-host, Linda Franklin, and Linda Franklin is a very different personality type or soul type than you. I mean, you guys are, you guys could not be any more different. The only thing you have in common is you're like little peanuts, you know, two feet tall and a hundred pounds soaking wet. So I don't know what it is, I'm, I'm destined to be surrounded by these little peanut powerful women. And I come in like Blondzilla every time I meet them, but uh, it's neat to see how Linda Franklin, my co-host on Powered Up, was a completely different soul type, yet we've been very successful in business together. And then Robin Boyd and I have been very successful in business together. And the styles are completely different. The women are completely different, but yet they both uh, work well with me within my companies. And um, mm-hmm. and it's funny because I look at some of these things and I'm like, oh my gosh, your creative gifts are sometimes the things that like drive me the most bananas. But yet I know intuitively <laughs> that like Rob's staying up all night till she figures it out and then she masters it and she comes back with the, you know, and she tells me, okay, Sandra, you know, we're, I'll, I'll get back to you. I'll get it done. And, you know, I'm sitting there and my thumb's going, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And <laughs> it's funny, you know, it's like funny. We laugh about it, but I know intuitively I need to let Robin do her thing because she'll come back with what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's very yeah. true. What I'm curious about, you're saying that a, a team would be a great team if there was one of everybody. Are there times when those strengths in each soul type uh, are, become a conflict? Like Sandra saying that there are times she gets impatient with me. Um, are, are there times yeah. that souls don't mesh well? 
like the Chinese, ca- you know, the placemat when we you sit down at the Chinese restaurant and they say this this year doesn't match with that year, you know, the the, the tiger right. doesn't match with the cat or whatever. You know, it's it is um, there is the potential for conflict between every soul type. And there, there isn't in a direct like this one is a direct. There are opposites in the models. There's some types that are opposite to others, but some people really gravitate toward their opposites and find that all of their best friends are their opposite soul type. So how we react to our opposites is a personal thing, um, and how we react to adjacent soul types is a, is a personal thing. Um, but but in terms of when you get everybody together, I think the reason that they have conflict is because we are so much in our own heads and our our own decision processes, which is this, what this is really talking about is invisible to us. The way that you solve problems is invisible to you. So you, we think everybody does. We, in terms of learning about others, our, our own selves, we are our own best model to start with. And we assume everybody else does it the same way we do. So when someone say that Sandra is, you know, she's looking for action. She wants to move right away. If she's working with a soul type that is, that is very much a planner and needs time. And they're talking there, then they want a plan really, really, that's a very strong mm-hmm. fundamental need of theirs is to have a plan. Well, they're going to work with Sandra and say, well, Sandra is not sharing her plan with me, that she's a terrible communicator and she's she's deliberately shutting me out. Well, Sandra turned around and said, no, I don't actually have a plan. That's not how I work. But I <laughs> you don't know, like I, you and I, I shut you out. <laughs> <laughs> I just go, you know, I go and I try and it works and I move. And so it's it's that lack of vision of understanding each other where we where some people will read negative motivations onto other soul types. But once they come to an understanding, of another soul type and understand, no, this is, this is their way. They are solving a problem and they're bringing something valuable. If you can focus on that, that's when things really harmonize and a, and a team you know, does great together. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It, it's interesting to know these things about ourselves because it sort of validates how we feel and okay. Um, how I'm feeling is, is logical. Now we need to take these strengths or our challenges and be able to move forward with them. Because if we realize that we're not uh, able to make a decision quickly, how do we make that a positive thing versus uh, holding us back in in, in our lives? If you're unable to make a decision quickly, well, that's just one example, but if oh, we yeah. know that some of our soul types are, we all have gifts, but we all right. have um, some challenges, As- can we consciously overcome those challenges to make Absolutely. our process okay? Yeah, and it really does come from, it, you know, it's it comes from awareness. And that that is really what I'm trying to create with this book is to, to give people the gift of self-awareness um, by sort of laying it out in a way where they can start to see and recognize, oh, my gosh, that is exactly what I do. And then every time you do it, you're like, oh, I'm doing that thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and with with doubt, it's going to affect each of us differently depending on our soul type. So and once you see it in your own soul type, you'll so for yourself, for you, Robin, um, and we didn't get into this at the end of your description of your soul type, the way that doubt's going to show up for you is going to be from that same gift that you have, that same a gift of neutrality, that a, a gift of being objective, is there may be times, or say, for example, if you come across a decision that is um, where it's uncertain, where the landscape is, is you can't quite read what the best thing to do is. And what you may do in those cases is pull back and observe and mm-hmm. wait for the landscape to change so that you can wait to see when the right path becomes clear. And mm-hmm. you 
because of your soul type, because of that neutral energy, you're perfectly comfortable staying in that place of ambiguity, that place of wait and see. And that doesn't feel odd to you. For every other soul type, it's going to be really, really, particularly for Sandra, it's going to be really hard. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I'm difficult. <laughs> no, you're not actually. And not at all. All of us are difficult in different ways. And, and, um, but, for, but what that can do, what that can lead to is because you're in that sit and wait place, opportunities may pass you by. So where your doubt comes in is in that place of, oh, should I, coulda, woulda, right? Is yeah. waiting. Maybe I let things pass by that I shouldn't have and having regrets around that. Um, so that, that can lead to doubt. So, so really it's about like, okay, as there are places, what can we do about it? Um, for each soul type there, I would give different advice. I would give different suggestions. Okay. Here's the thing is notice when you're doing it, notice when you're creating the behavior that's going to lead to doubt. And then here's some specific techniques that you can, you can take, or you can try to pull yourself back into a, a, a more, uh, a, a, your own natural decision process. that's going to lead you to a happier outcome. Hmm. I think what communication. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's Anne? I'm called, I'm what's called an optimizing soul. So optimizing souls are all about, um, uh, innovation, about rethinking, thinking about new ways of putting existing things together. So rethinking, redesigning, reorganizing, remodeling. Um, so how do I, and creating things outside of the box, something out of nothing. So, um, it makes perfect sense that I would have created this model. <laughs> it does. <laughs> It does. Holy bananas, Batman. It's like, you know, there must have been, you know, like they talk about those Akashic records, you know, all those things that, you know, like before you come here, there's like all this plan and there's Anne, you know, like up there with her wizardry going, okay, you, my dear, will be a learning soul. You will be an experimenting soul. A sorting hat. That's what I need, a sorting hat. Yes, yes. Thank you, Harry Potter. Yes. So but I think it's also, oh, go ahead, Sam, because I was going to say, I think we can always assess what somebody else might be. I mean, now that I understand this, yes, it makes perfect sense, Sandra, that, uh, understanding you. And I think when we understand the others that we're teaming with, it gives us better ways to communicate. Absolutely. That is, and that's honestly, I use this model a lot with teams because it was, it would be incredibly eye-opening for people to understand. So not only can you understand where the other person is coming from, but you start to understand how to uh, speak to them, how to speak their language. So it can make you more persuasive, more influential, right? How do I, how do I or present this information? Like if you're talking to Sandra and you want to really persuade her and show her your point, the best thing you can do is bring in your best primary source. You want really good quality information, but just a summary. You don't want everything. You just want to bring it. And when you talk with her, you want to have a plan of action ready to go. So that because in that discussion, she may say, I love it. Go. And she wants you to start immediately. <laughs> That's it. NTK, baby. It's like need to know. Just come to me. Tell me what I need to know. Tell me why I should choose whatever. And you can kind of lead me right over a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> and the opposite would be true. Sandra, if you're talking to Robin and you want to be persuasive for Robin, the thing to do for Robin would be to come to her with the idea and then give her access to all the information, not just the not just opinions. It has to be primary sources. And then she's going to want to also know where the information, the process that you use to, to create the information. Right. She's going to want to go deep on that and then give her time to do her process, to think it through, because hurrying her is going to create a lot of resistance. Yes, I have learned that. <laughs> <laughs> 
think it is fun. I mean, it, you know, I get, you know, what's cool about this too, and I think this is where like, you know, the manager hat or the company owner hat comes in with me. Um, I think it's helpful for managers and, and company owners to read this book because when I look at this, the way you put Robin down on a piece of paper and I see, you know, like Robin's curiosity and thirst for knowledge pushes them in clever new directions. You know, she's able to grasp complexities and she has a talent for figuring these things out. She really does. And that's one of the things that I have to remember so that I can find patience. If I say to myself, okay, don't get all over Rob because she's not going your speed. You go really fast, but she's the one that's taking the time to figure this out where you don't have the patience. Right, right. Absolutely. And then there's also remembering the gift that you have, which is to create that urgency, the momentum, so that if she has a tendency to go too deep, you can bring her forward. You can hurry her up a little bit because you've got that natural momentum that you're bringing to the party, which is that's your ability to hurry others is actually really valuable. (laughs) So, Rob, next time I'm like, oh, just get to the point. I love you. What's the point? You can't get mad at me. Because people do, they get mad at me thinking I'm being rude. Sure, sure. I have the attention span sometimes of a gnat. Yep. (laughs) I think there are so many times that this has taken us, what, 13 years to get down and in less than an hour. We have just... done what it took us 13 years to kind of figure out but even then uh now we have a better appreciation for each other's gifts um today we had a wonderful conversation with ann tucker and her book is undoubtedly awesome you're going to want to go to her website undoubtedly awesome.com as well as on Amazon to find this book because whatever relationships you have be it work be it personal uh, be it community level things this is going to help you and all of those around you thank you Ann Tucker for being with us today we sure do appreciate it it was so much fun thank you guys it was really great (laughs) and thanks everyone for being with us on military mom talk radio take care everyone Thanks for tuning in to Military Mom Talk Radio. Want more information? Check us out at MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com or find us on iTunes for more than 200 free episodes. Drop us an email or find us on Facebook. We are looking forward to another great discussion. We hope you'll join us on Military Mom.